Maurice. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be back. So this week we are going to discuss unpopular opinions about sex. Unpopular. Unpopular. Okay. Not popular. Right. Unpopular. Let's do unpopular. And you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But I feel like sex, I view sex as an oxymoron. Right. By oxymoron I mean that it's undervalued at the same time. Okay, let me, I, I wrote it down somewhere. I don't want to misquote myself. Undervalued. Wow. Okay. I don't want to misquote myself. Like, it is overrated. At the same time, it's underrated. And it's overvalued by society. Okay. I'd agree with the overvaluing, yes. But you feel it's... Made more boring when you overvalued. Is it overrated or is it underrated in your own words? Uh, in relation to morality and when people are told about or you know save yourself for a certain person who is special then I feel it's very overrated uh, it's underrated when it comes to just raw lustful energy where you explore you're adventurous you have no limits, you just seduce and give stimulus until you get peaks that, you know, normally you wouldn't. Um, and I think what, what overrates it is when you throw in things like love. Mm. How would you define seduction according to you? Seduction will start with... <laughs> how I feel you and I carry energies together. Like if I give you a certain look and you give me the same, then I will feel encouraged to want to seduce you. Whereas if I give you a certain look and you don't respond to it, then whatever I'm thinking of doing as my way of seduction might not work, might backfire. So for me, I always feel seduction only works when you feel a certain level of chemistry and chemistry can happen in regards to you and I can meet today and we look at each other and we just know we have chemistry we have a vibe as in like we can talk for the next five hours and we will not bore each other that in itself is very seductive because I, I'm, I'm, I'm natured in regards to I'll, I'll, if, if I feel it's appropriate I'll be able to freely flirt with you if I feel we're not gelling, I won't feel it. It's as simple as that. I think also we we make we we title seduction as if it's it's seduction has anything to do with me then having or loving you beyond today. I can seduce you today. It doesn't mean that you're going to like being seduced to me a week from now. Sometimes it's the taste of ice cream today. I may come back to this parlor a month later. And I go like, wow, I think that it's not tasting bad today, but I think the day I tasted it for the first time, the taste just felt nice because maybe it's my first time, whereas I've come back and maybe I've overloaded the excitement. There's nothing wrong with the taste, but over the time that I've not tasted it, I now have a high expectation of the taste. That's why I'm not as excited. Yeah, so seduction is basically how you and I play it. The vibe I'm feeling for me. 
And then if I seduce you and I see you smile, I give, there's a look, there's, there's just a sense that you give me, then I'll continue. Let's proceed. Uh-huh. Yeah, so for me, seduction is just based on if we're clicking, then things are going to happen. And then I'll have to gauge, and you'll have to gauge how far we can go. Because I can start seducing you, and then you end up overthrowing me with a seduction. Maybe, maybe I liked how you were looking at me initially. Yeah. Maybe now I don't. Yeah. Maybe now I cringe. Exactly. When you look at me. Yeah. Because at first it may be a fun, but then I'm expecting over and over, so it stops being fun. Yeah. So seduction will vary. All right. So, um, maybe you can start us off mm-hmm. first. What's your unpopular opinion? Because I have my notes. Now I'm not going to close my notebook. What's mine? What's your first unpopular opinion about sex? My first one is that uh, it's overloaded with this notion of you only have good sex if you love somebody or if you're attached to somebody, which is crap. Why? That's like saying I'll only go to a restaurant as as long as I'm in love with the with the chef. I can enjoy the chef's design without having to know the chef or marry the chef. And our our the other misconception is um, our sexual bodies don't understand love and never will. They don't. They're not driven by love. We always try and define love as something in our brain and because our brain is all powerful, love conquers all and love makes sex unbelievable. If it did, I would not be in business because I meet a lot of women and have for two decades that are in love, are married or dating somebody, but they don't enjoy sex. So they seem to have an ingredient that's very overpowering and it conquers everything. But clearly it can't, it can't conquer the vagina. Yeah. And that's when I need to teach them that uh, love has got nothing to do with how your vagina behaves or who it responds to. Because your vagina will never know a human, only your conscious brain. But you say that vaginas are to be conditioned. For them to actually be satisfied and what if one of those conditions is love for example if i want to clean a part of my hand i'll have to use soap to clean my hand but someone else can use water and the hand is clean in their own terms right with some people like i don't have to feel anything for you to like necessarily enjoy having sex with you yeah. But for me, I can't. Okay, I'm not saying for me, but for the other person, they can't enjoy the sex if they're not feeling anything for you. Because I've done this for a very long time. Only young people tend to think like that. Mm. Luckily for me, I meet them when they snap out of that nonsense when they're grown up. Young people tend to have some very useless ideologies and I always prove them wrong and I always will that never changes so there'll never be a time where your vagina needs love to respond never I can bet my career on it 
that equation will never happen. And I won't say it to please people, because it won't. It's like saying, if you scratch my eyeballs, I'll come. I won't. I probably won't like scratching, but I'll never come from it. So now some people, especially in this wokeness that we're in, some people be like, yeah, but what if you meet somebody whose eyeball responds and they come from eyeballing? Oh, for fuck's sake. Why don't you just shut up? It doesn't work that way. So vagina is a muscle. It has a functionality that needs to be coached so it can start responding. Do you feel like women gain more sexually than men when it comes to sex? Because I also feel like that's also an unpopular opinion. By default, no. By default, men enjoy more. Because men are designed with their procreational ability to produce semen and at some point, based on sexual stimulus, they ejaculate that semen. Now, women don't have a vagina that by default can orgasm. So men have the advantage that women don't. If women were designed like men, then I would not be in business, would I? No, no. It's not true. You're of a job. So men have an advantage because of their procreational design. I'm Even when the man says the sex was boring, he's still ejaculating. So there's still a level of thrill that caused him to one, gain an erection, two, sustain it, and three, long enough for him to ejaculate. Whereas the woman, even though she felt his girth, never got to climax, she never got to have an organ. And that's a majority of women. So, no, women don't always enjoy sex as much as men have. Uh. You only say that you're in charge of our own pleasure. So, I hustle for my own satisfaction, and the other partner to hustle for their own satisfaction. Okay. Is it true? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Because I personally agree with it. Like, I know what someone can do to make me feel satisfied, and I can communicate to that person that this is what I want you to do to make me feel satisfied. And you now tell me how you want to be satisfied. If you don't want to communicate, then I'll just keep on doing what I know. In that context, I agree. Yeah. Um, but there's some people who just share the words, not knowing what exactly they mean. They, they, they like pretty beautiful words. But in their, head, in their heads, they've not really fathomed what that looks like. An example of a pretty beautiful word. The people who are very on paper, they say all the right things, but in reality, they can't apply them. You can try and find your pleasure, but you must have a, you must have a sexual partner who's willing to listen to what you like as pleasure. So you could fail in your endeavor, but you said, I hustle for mine, you hustle for yours. Possibly for mine, in most senses, is I can tell you what I like, but even if I don't tell you what I like, if I hold on long enough, at some point I'll ejaculate. You don't have that favor. Yeah. You literally have to tell me, dude, 
if you keep doing that, you're going to be there for 48 hours and nothing's going to happen. But if you do something else, now women, and that's why women are disadvantaged in regards to, you really have to tell me what you like. Uh, Marisa, I have to, let me divert Kidogo. Yeah. I have to ask this. Hmm. Um, what's your take on open relationships? Maybe I'm not feeling as satisfied with my partner. Hmm. And maybe I preach to my partner. Because let's say I'm someone who is um, liberal in your words. And then I preach to my partner that, yo, like, have you ever considered having an open relationship? Hmm. Maybe we can try that. We can try an open relationship. Mm -hmm. Because maybe I want to be satisfied more. Maybe I want to explore more. What's your take on open relationships? I'm not against them because many people are already in open relationships. They just don't know it. You see, the ideology of monogamy means that... um, One person is supposed to stick with the other. Yes, that is a, it is an idea. Many people don't follow it. So we're in a cluster of open relationships. But what we signed for, or rather what we signed up to, is monogamy. But for two people who can consciously agree that, you know what, why not be in an open relationship, I'm all for it. I've seen open relationships that are working much better than these closed ones that are not really closed. And your bond with an open relationship gets you closer to each other that you actually start practicing the monogamy because you're not forced to practice it. So you feel like human beings operate more when they're not controlled or rather when yeah. their minds are not conditioned? Yes, that yes, 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 yes. It allows me to want you for you, rather than wanting you because society says I should. You're a wise man. Has anyone ever told you that? (laughs) I feel like this this entire episode, I'm just giving you compliments. Compliments, compliments, compliments. Have I even interviewed you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that being wise you talk about, it stems from understanding the coreness of how humans behave and the bullshit that we have to emulate to conform to societal rules that need to be reviewed because we've evolved as a human. Whatever a marriage looked like 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, things have changed. We're still using... Um, ideologies that were born hundreds of years ago yet we've so many things our lifestyles so so many experiences have changed the way we look at it now we're so open we've got these phones that have made the world such a small globe what do you feel has changed over the past few years in terms of um yeah let's start first from a sexual concept and then we move from a re- to a relationship concept. The silence for me. We have choice. We have choice. A lot of choice. 
um, we lived in a world where, not that it doesn't happen today, but if you've woken up to the reality of life is, if you're my girl and you're, you're, you're really depressing me more than anything else, I have choice now. I don't need to be in your space unless I allow myself to lie to myself that I need you so much that I can tolerate your bullshit and vice versa. I have choice. I have people who can make me feel good the way I want to Whereas before, especially when we didn't have all this communication and technology as advanced as it is today, I tried not to leave you because I don't see other options. But today we live in a world where you're stressing me and you want to leave? Leave. I'll replace you by sundown. Those are the attitudes we have today. Yeah. So whatever used to be called romance or love has been diluted to people persevered, people sacrificed. But today, I have so many people on my phone who want to please me. And you're here stressing me. Is it better to go for something new and rather than just stay with the one who stresses you? Because how sure are you? The same way that you say from the friendship concept, how sure are you? If you don't, if you go for that, for what's out there, how sure are you that you won't be stressed? Any human that I choose to be with will disappoint me, stress me in regards to there's a pressure I'm feeling, uh, sometimes I feel anxious when we're having a conversation because I don't like where this is going. I can handle that because that's reality. But the woman I'm speaking of is a woman who knows nothing but waking up just to look for shit, look for problems. If it's not us, it's her mother, or a cousin, or a brother, or a sister. Or somebody on TV said something that pissed her off. You know, the kind of woman who starts blaming you for her dreams. Oh, you were cheating on me in your dreams. And guess what? Those women do exist. The same way there are toxic men who some women have to persevere for years. Now that's a relationship that I would recommend. Let's try something new. But the other one where, you know, we're just disagreeing and pissing each other off, you know, now and again. And another thing is this. I've mentored a lot of couples and this is my standard and will never change. The other day somebody asked me, hold on, you mean there are couples who argue three, four times a year and that's it? And I asked Rasis, oh no, in, in, in my marriage we argue at least four or five times a week. So that's like every day there's something to argue Yes, about. and I'm thinking, that's not a marriage. You know, she literally told me, I thought that's what a marriage is. I thought everyone... We know it's just arguing, they just pretend when we're, not, when we're all together. But once we're, you know, behind closed doors, we just shout at each other. I said, no, that's a toxic relationship. A healthy relationship is where you can literally ask yourself, when was the last time 
my person annoyed me. And you actually think about it, you go like, um, when was it? I remember, it was September, and I remember why. That's a relationship. But if you wake up every week knowing there's a looming argument, that's not a relationship, it's an existence. So do you feel like human beings get into relationships for survival? Yes. And because they don't like being alone. Well, as I told you before, Most alone. people are mismatched. Yeah. They don't want to hear it because they hold on to, oh, I love him, I love her, but they're mismatched. That's why they don't spend so much time together. That's why you're complaining one person leaves at a certain hour and comes back in the morning. All that is because you're mismatched. Um, in your experience, do you feel like the older you get, the more love fades between you and your partner? Or the more it grows? No, no. For some people, when they get older is when they connect. Why? Because now they realize, I've done, I've, I've exhausted all the thrills. Now they're no longer thrills. You see, assuming I'm in my 20s. I'm 29. I've been married to you for two years. Oh, yeah. Uh, my thrill is whenever my boys say we're going out of town, I know what that looks like. Even if I don't go with somebody, they'll bring me somebody. That's a thrill. That's like, wow, wow, like, wow, 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 wow. Now I am 48. My boy will be like, let's go out of town and uh, there's a chick come with and I've told her about you. I won't say no, but it also does not mean when we go out of town that she's going to be anywhere near my bed. Because now I'm old enough to go like, she could be more of a detriment than a thrill to me. The thrill was in, wow, I'm meeting somebody new, wow, we're going to, but now, because I've been through the muck of shit. She might be the one headache I don't need in my life. So we'll go out of town, yes. We'll have fun. But it doesn't have to be sexual at all. She might be the one telling my pal, I don't think your pal is interested in me, or because we slept in the same bed, he did nothing. So maybe you guys don't know him as well as you think. Maybe the guy is gay. So as you get older, some things stop being that much of a thrill. And if it happens, there's a way you want it served. Maurice? Yes? It's two minutes, okay. If Kamani Najidram, Belen Yuma... Two minutes of what? Two minutes of having sex. Ah. Is it okay? If I know myself, maybe I have tried everything. You're talking as a woman or you're asking on behalf of a man? What I'm is asking it? on behalf of men. <laughs> it's two minutes, okay? No. Let's start with men first. No. No. No, no, no. But, Kama Bele Nyuma, Nina Chua, Veda, Bele Nyuma, I am only good for two minutes. Sorry. You're forgetting, I'm the chairman of Masimba, so no. We don't subscribe to that stuff. But isn't that an unpopular opinion? If maybe... Who said we want to be popular? 
never, I, I just, like, that's my best. Maybe I want to be a Masimba. That's why you never be a Masimba. <laughs> no, 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 not, oh, oh let's get, let's, let's get one thing very straight. Yeah. The few will be Masimbas, the majority will never qualify. Yeah. yeah. That's just the way it is. It's life. Not all men are going to be Masimbas. Yeah. I don't even expect them to be. Do you want to put my point? Yeah. Many men can drive. How many men have ever driven or will ever drive a rally car? Mm. Or a Formula One car? Or have the skills of a Formula One driver? Not that many, so... Let's not be delusional to tell like, people that all of us are going to be the same. We're not. We're not. No. That's why you join the club that you belong in. Some men will never be Masimbas, as simple as that. So, in the Masimba realm, two minutes is out. In the purely semen dispensers, two minutes is good for them. Um, according to you, how long do you think sex should last? It shouldn't be 15 minutes or half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour. It should be more about what I'm, why are we having sex to, give, to deliver stimulus. So if I have learned how to use my endurance to give stimulus for an hour, and it's an hour, not that I think, it's an hour that whoever I was sharing it with, she's the one who's able to say, wow, I never thought I could go for an hour. And the reason why you could not go for an hour is because the shortiness you've had before has given you a distortion of things can't be average within 10 minutes. So we can't add another 50 minutes to this based on average. Then I understand where women are coming from. So sometimes it's an experience. It's like, for example, I'm not a masseuse. I'm not a trained masseuse. He may be able to massage you, but if you go to a trained masseuse, you'll be like, okay, Maurice can massage, but whoa, that masseuse. Like when Maurice massages me, I want it for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes max. Otherwise it goes from pleasure to a bit of pain. But that masseuse had me laying there for an hour and a half. And I wouldn't mind another hour and a half. So it's all down to the skill set. So it's not really about time. The way Masimba looks at it this way. If I can pleasure her for longer and she's enjoying it, brilliant. So let's go with longer. Versus, if I can pleasure her within five minutes, we don't subscribe to it. Nothing wrong with five minutes, but if it's longer and she's enjoying it and she wants more of the longer, why not? Let's keep standards. Not all of us are going to have the same standards. Since you mentioned skills, yes. let me touch on this. Um, we are both skilled differently. Differently. I don't even want to go into body, body types or anything. Because uh -huh. I might be more flexible than you. Or uh -huh. I might also be more flexible than any other lady around. Yeah. I know you want to say something. <laughs> Wait until I finish. I haven't said anything. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Your face has just said it, so... Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Wait until I finish. So speaking about skills, um, maybe I am someone who enjoys receiving head, and maybe I have a partner who doesn't love giving head. Yes. And it's not my right for me to judge this person or blame this person that, yo, um, why are you not giving me head? You're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. It's not my work for me to shame you. But it's my work to address that, hey, I love this. Don't you mind trying this? Maybe I am comfortable having anal. My partner is not comfortable having anal. Maybe my partner is wants to have anal. Maybe I am also not comfortable having anal. So do you feel like skills? Because other people, they're like, sex is just me, you. I just penetrate you. You come or you orgasm, and that's it. We're yeah. done. Yeah. But there is more to that. The people who love experimenting more. The yeah. people who love yeah. going further. The people who are too kinky. Like, yeah. Some of the things that I see. Some of the things that even you um, post, if I might add. Mm-hmm. Some people, they may find that as, you know, like, they're a bit, mm. but for some, someone be intrigued, like, hey, I can also show this to my partner and then But if you cringe it. at what I post, you shouldn't be my students. Then you, also you shouldn't be being. Yes. At all. Completely. Hey, you are the procreation sex kind of person. You'll never be recreational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. The I can set those standards because of who I am. I'm not here to make friends. But that now I have a problem with where you're going with this story. You have a partner who does not go down with you. First and foremost, if you knew before you engage this partner for them to be your partner, that you liked somebody who goes down on you, why have you inflicted a partner status? with somebody who will never give you head yet you like it. It's different where, when you met, you didn't even know what head was. So now you're experimenting. That's very different. You know what your vagina can experience. Then you get some mediocre guy to be your man, yet you know what you have experienced before cannot be delivered by this person. I'm sorry, but I cannot sympathize with people who think like that. I'm just saying, stop using me as an example. I'm just saying. Well, I'm only here with you. You've, you've used me as example as well, so I don't know. No, mind. it's because you, you are laughing. And, and I'm, since I'm trying to be serious. No, 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 I'm all the serious. No, when I've said the flexible the part, yes. I've said the flexible part, and then you just looked at me. You gave me that look of. No, because every time you use such words, I mean, I have a mental picture. That's how my brain works. Wow. Okay. So. You cannot, in, why would you, that is the most non-logical shit ever. Why would you, it's like a company that deals with alcohol, employing somebody who hates alcohol. Mm. How will he be part of the culture of that company, for heaven's sake? How will he they hate the one thing you sell. And maybe he's given like a PR department. That's bullshit. Exactly. So, so your department, aka vagina, is now being managed by somebody who does not go down on the vagina. Never has a one-on-one with a vagina. Is not hands-on or tongue-on, whatever. Really? Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. 
but it's simple one like it's okay you know he's my man and I'm a yeah yeah society. and that's because uh, some humans like sacrificing themselves to look good in society you know I gave them a chance you know I'm such a nice person yeah but you're dying inside yeah and guess what no one gives a shit that you sacrificed if anything if they really need the truth they'll be like you're so stupid I thought you were clever but you're stupid you sacrifice your pleasure so that you can go around saying no but it's okay it's not that important it is important you're trying to justify to yourself that the one thing you really enjoy now that you're not having it and because you know you've made a mistake but you can't own up to it now you have to go all lovey-dovey crap don't inflict such pain on yourself it's important to just do you now some people will say uh, but I picked him because he pays bills. Fair enough. But then now stop bitching about your vagina. Yeah, you picked him for that reason. Yeah. Go and get so, someone else yeah, to serve yeah. your vagina. Yeah, or just talk to your vagina and tell your vagina, by the way. Yo, Missy. Yeah, hey, hey, Missy. The bills are being paid. I know you can't see them, but uh, they're being paid. So, yeah. you will have to, I don't know, die. Choices, choices, choices. I'm silent because I'm trying to process what you're saying. Let me touch on sex exploration. Okay. We're all human beings. Uh, very curious human beings, myself included. I'm a very curious human being. I love knowing. I love learning. I love um, exploring, if I might add. And I feel like we live in a society where exploring is sort of allowed but with some limits like you can't explore but if you get what i mean for example okay who are the ones who are making these rules society i'm just gonna say society okay no mention names or anything i tell maurice i come to maurice mm -hmm. maurice is a good friend of mine mm -hmm. and then i tell maurice hey brother maurice you know how i've been feeling i feel like i need to explore more when it comes to sex. I feel like I need to maybe explore with being a woman being with a woman. Just know how it feels like. Not that I want to feel anything. I just want to know how it feels like. But Maurice will be like, eh, Shera, you know I'm all for it, I'm all for that, but aren't you going a bit too much with that? Aren't you being too invasive? Aren't you being too are you aren't you being too much? That's the word that I'm gonna use. And so I'm like but they started with I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. So which I'm is all it? I'm all for you like exploring. No, 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 no. I come and tell you I don't listen to such characters. I come and tell you. Those are fake people. Hi. I'm all for it, but <laughs> yeah. in the same breath, I'm yeah. not. No, no, no. It's one or the other. I come and tell you. Hi Maurice. So say hi back. Hi. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. So of late I've been wondering that I have enjoyed like having sex with men, but mm -hmm. I feel like I need to explore more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Explore. I want to explore more. I want to have sex with them. I just know how it feels. Like, like not, I, just want, I just want to know how it feels. Explore. Like. Yeah. Yes. And then maybe you respond, hey, and I am all for it. Like, you can go and explore, but don't you feel like that's too much for now? Maybe for your age, for your status, for your brand, it's a bit too much. They start now justifying that, yes, you can explore, There's but... There's no justification. What do you mean for your brand? You know, it's like, 
Um, no one's usually there when you're showering alone and touching yourself, are they? So how come no one ever says, you know when you're showering, you're naked and you should really shower with clothes? Because for your brand, nakedness is bad. You should, you should wear a bra at least when you're showering. Yes. Yeah. We all shower naked. How come no one says that that nakedness we have in the shower, whether it's for five minutes, half an hour, whatever it is, how come that's not bad for our brand? Mm. We're trying to justify to ourselves, based on our social teachings, that are just rubbish. First, I don't believe in people who will tell you that I'm all for it, but... See that but? That but tells me you're not all for it. So you're a liar. You're a person who looks for words that sound flowery. You first started with, I'm so liberal, but because of your brand, and because you're still young, why don't you explore other women when you're in your 60s? Really rubbish. Don't wait for somebody to approve something. Taste it for yourself. Most humans are so selfish that the one thing that they're keeping you from, they already do it. The difference is they never ask for permission the way you are, or justification, or clarification. Do you. If you need to taste, taste. You'll, you're, you're, you're the one to decide whether it's good for you or not. Yeah. You never ask your friend, can we meet? We need to talk. Uh, what's the problem? Um, there's this ice cream parlor. It's in Kile, and I'm just wondering, like, should I go and taste that ice cream? Because I have a feeling that if I taste it, I might get addicted. Then your friend says, I'm all for ice cream. But because of the addiction, really, really, we don't do that, do we? No. So, if you want to taste another woman, plus the fact that you have to justify that you enjoy men is also rubbish. You owe no one an explanation. Yeah. If you happen to enjoy men, you enjoy men. If you happen to want to explore with a woman, just do it. Don't ask for permission. Yeah. Um, I'd rather that conversation was about... You know, I've always, want, I've always been with men, but now I've decided, I have decided that I'm going to explore with a woman. You may give your opinion, but I've already made up mine. Now, that's a conversation we can have, but don't ask your friend for their opinion, because most of our friends are liars, and they like sugarcoating shit. So, it's pointless. Explore. See if it works or it doesn't. Don't. You're asking for my permission? Because I'm going to be exploring with you. No. My permission means nothing. Explore. And that's why we live in this fictitious world of relationships that are based on perception, are based on who gave who permission. Is it right? Based on... That's crap. You know... Um, I may meet a guy, and I'm your friend, and I tell you, you know what, I really don't like this guy. But maybe he's the one guy that makes you happy. As long as he doesn't hurt you, as long as he's not physical with you, he's the one guy that makes you happy. What I'm forgetting is, I'm giving you my male perspe uh, perspective of if I was friends with him. But 
how he relates to you as a woman is very different from how I will relate to him as man on man. So sometimes, just jump in the deep end and see what happens. You know, being safe all the time means you'll never have experiences beyond what you've already had. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. People who take risks are the ones who see whether it was worth it or not. They're the ones who climb the mountain and they find gold on the other side. But those who have been afraid to even step anywhere towards a mountain, you think they'll ever reach the top or no. see what's over the top? Never. So be the person who just takes risks sometimes. Oh, that's nice advice. That's actually really good advice. Um, I want to talk about something that's very close. I don't want to say close to my heart, but it's a topic that was brought up by one of my audiences. Or rather, it was brought up as a concern why I don't talk about it. And actually, it's from that topic that made me want to approach you sometime last year. Um, the victim, let me refer to her as a victim, actually to the him, let me refer to him as a victim, was struggling with, wanted me to talk about masturbation. And I don't want to speak about it from, uh, I, want to, I want to consult a professional. When it comes to speaking about things, I prefer consulting a professional because there's a way that they do things that I won't do them. Because we are just through them as someone who's casual, like me, I'm all for it. You want to satisfy yourself? Well and good. Does that make you happy? Does it make you giggle? Does it make your legs shake? Well and good. You do that. So what's your take on masturbation? As I'm a Simba and now and as, as a sexologist. Well, there's nothing wrong with masturbation. Um, masturbation just like intercourse or rubbing your penis on a curtain or playing with a toy on your clit. It's just a form of delivering stimulus to your sexual uh, body. And that stimulus at some point, hence why you're doing it, influences you to have this sensation from ejaculating or having an orgasm. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, where I've seen men not understanding where their struggles are, one, they come from a background where masturbating has been demonized. So they masturbate and feel guilty about it because of how they're cultured, how they're conditioned to think about masturbation. Yet the one thing they really like is doing it. The issue comes when you're constantly masturbating and then you're not replenishing what you are exhausting. When you masturbate, you are removing semen. That semen is a buildup of proteins and amino acids. You're on a diet that's not replenishing what you are exhausting as fast as you are exhausting. So one of the things that happens is it can weaken your body over time. Especially if you do it too frequently. You will start to feel weak. Because, funny enough, a lot of men who masturbate a lot will masturbate more than they would have sex if they had access to somebody to have sex with. Like there's a guy who will 
fantasize over the image of him ejaculating and he will masturbate five times a day. But if he had a partner to have sex with, he wouldn't have sex with that partner five times a day. So the frequency is one they feel guilty of. Secondly, their body, because there are men who masturbate, and then what they tell me is, I have found myself being very weak when I'm trying to have sex with my woman. Why? Because number one, masturbating becomes very spontaneous. It's something small that triggers you to want to go and masturbate for that ejaculation. And it doesn't take too long. The energy you need to sustain an erection when you're trying to please yourself and a woman will outweigh the energy you need to just masturbate by yourself. So when you don't have that energy because you keep depleting your energy because of all the masturbating you do, it's very hard for you then to enjoy sex with another human being. If you had, if you had a classic diet that really gave you that oomph, would not be having this conversation because there would be no difference. Whether you masturbate and try to have sex, you still feel strong enough. But because our diets are shit, you never replenish what you are exhausting. That's why. So there's nothing wrong with uh, masturbation. There's something wrong with the frequency. Because women masturbate as well. Yeah. The difference is women are not expelling that much energy as a man is. And that's why you find some women asking, how come when my man comes, he literally dies? Some even sleep, he just rolls over. That's because of the kind of energy it takes for a man to ejaculate. For some men, they can't stay awake. And by default, unless you train your brain otherwise, there is a chemical in the brain that tells a man that now that you have ejaculated, it's time to relax. So he sleeps. So most of the things that men are blamed for are just a natural occurrence. But in the era of recreational sex, you have to up your game. You have to know how to keep your brain from telling you to sleep. Some men are to train themselves, others don't. Can I touch on porn? Um, what's your take on porn? Watching porn? And some will even go to an extent of even interpreting... I'd rather watch porn than most of these soaps that people watch. Some go to an extent of interpreting what they see in porn. They bring that to the bedroom. No, no. What I see in porn, the interpretation is not the problem, it's how I do it. It's fun. See, for example, let's say we're watching porn together. Yeah. And we saw something, and then today we're teasing each other, we're like, uh, babe, that casino where there was yogurt. So, what do you think tonight? Ooh, because you saw it, I saw it, I know what you're talking about, you know what you're talking about. Suddenly, we can reenact it. Nothing wrong with that. The problem is bringing up the porn scene out of context. Like, I'm sucking on your clit, and then I happen to say, Hey, that chick I was watching, hey, that clit was bigger than yours. Now, that is really unnecessary. Yeah. Because this is no longer teasing or flirting. 
I'm literally comparing your body and hers. It's a shame, literally. Exactly. So context has to come into it. So there's nothing bad with watching porn and interpreting. Yeah, but look at where what was told us porn is bad. Society. Yes, but which society? Societies that follow a faith. And in that faith, they've been told that it's sinful to watch porn. It starts somewhere. So do you feel like religion and sex sort of collide? No. Like water? Collide, yes, yes. Collide they do. Like Actually, religion has killed sex. How so? How so? Okay, I was going to touch on that on the next episode. <laughs> it's too proceed. Religion doesn't care about sex. Yeah. Religion cares that you and I have a bodily function where we can produce kids. Religion doesn't care how many orgasms you had or how I applied for play and how you squirted in my mouth. Religion doesn't give a shit about that. They only know that the two of them have, have sworn or made vows that now merge them together and within that merger we expect you to produce children. End of story. So religion is not sexual. And that's why they demonize anything that looks like it's sex for fun. They like sex for procreation, for producing a child. That's why you always, if you're a Christian, you ask, oh, your kid, is your kid going to be christened or whatever? You know, it's never about how is the sex. They don't care. It's not their forte. Um, Maurice, yes. I'm Christian. Catholic to be more precise. Let me not dive deep. And now you know the Catholic have their own protocol. Like this is how it everything is so aligned. You get but I, I, yeah, but I, I was born as a Roman Catholic, so there's nothing you're telling me I don't know. I knew uh, it before you. So you know. Yes. <laughs> so you know how our faith works. Our yeah, Catholic. but I was just clever enough to poke holes early. Uh, I don't poke holes. I don't question religion. I'm like, y'all do your shit. I personally believe in God, but not the church. Like, I believe there's a human being out there. There's someone, a supernatural being out there that I can pray to or rather seek refuge to. Because I feel like as a human being, if you don't believe in something, then you're really not useful at all if you're not believing in something. Do correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but something means, like, if I believe in trees, is that something? To some, yes. To some, yes. I can choose to believe in trees. Maybe I love how green it is. Yes, but look how Christians frown on that. And that's where you've got some audacity that I just don't like. Christians are judgmental. Yeah. I used to be one, but I was never judgmental. That's why I poked holes. Christians are just, they are many gods in themselves. So what They follow that? a faith that keeps telling them don't judge others, but there's apostles to judge. If a Christian says, see like the way you said, you believe in a supernatural being, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? I appreciate that. But if I say I worship trees, there's a look a Christian will give me. Because you're right, I'm wrong. I can prove they're trees. You can't prove who you worship is, exists. Yeah. Christians hate that. See what I've just done there? Yeah. I can say Kikuyus uh, and many tribes would face Mount Kenya. And talk to Mount Kenya or the universe, a Christian would cringe. Yet I can see Mount Kenya, but I can't see what you follow. You see? 
And that's why I always tell people, respect what the other one worships without judging. So you were saying? When it comes to what people believe in, I wish Christians were open to appreciating others the way they would like to be appreciated. Um, my own opinion. I wish in Africa we could just relinquish what the Caucasian brought to us and go back to our original tradition. We had human healers that had powers that healed people uh, compared to modern farmer. Um, we understood astronomy and astrology better than even the Caucasian. We used to practice that. We understood the universe. Uh, if it was a spiritual tree or a special tree or a mountain, we just understood we were interlinked with the earth. All those cultures were killed for what we now call modern religions. I just wish we would go back. Um, it's not going to happen, but it's just a wish that I have. Personally, I'm, I'm, I believe in the universe. I'm always thankful to the universe. Uh, maybe later we'll have another in-depth conversation about my beliefs of the universe and the powers that I think a lot of people don't tap into. We can, let's um, have conversation. Just in brief, um, I had a lot of health concerns for many years and uh, the world of pharma with all the doctors that I saw could not help me. And then the one thing, and this is why I'm against how I cultured, I knew what my beliefs were, but because I was cultured to believe in pharma, I went for pharma first. Yet, if I'd just gone for an energy healer, I'm an energy healer, she's based in Texas. We don't physically need to be together, but when we have sessions, she's cleared up 98% of my health issues. Which I had for years. I last got camera, but you see, so just in that brief, we'll have our conversation later. I've actually never looked at it from that perspective, because I also believe in the universe. But I'm like, uh, I think my because I was, and now I can see like. Thank you for actually bringing that up. I was going to bring this up in the other episode that you were doing about sexual meals. But I feel like my religion was so strongly inflicted in, or rather injected in me. I think injected in me. Because, you know, with injection, some force, like a bullet theory, if I shoot you, it's already one way. You're already shot. There's no way I'll shoot you and the bullet comes back to me. The impact has already been made. And I feel that's how my religion religion was introduced to me. Because I come from a family of two different Christians. My mom is Catholic, my dad is SEK. Um, those are two different faiths, although they do share some similarities, both of them. In both of them, there is a sacrament taken. But for ours, there is 
the Catholic faith, there is a lot more decorum. Like it's more organized as compared mm-hmm. to the SKs. Yes. So there was that difference, and even after I was baptized, even growing up, I grew up a Christian. I grew up Catholic. I was confirmed. I was given my first Holy Communion and everything. So you can see that I'm someone who um, religion is like I will go for Ashwini's Day this Valentine. <laughs> if I'm going out for this, I'm going for Ashwini's Day. I won't eat red meat. That okay, I still don't eat red meat a lot. But I won't eat red meat that period. Like I'll observe um, the Lent period. We call it Lent. So now you can see how heavy it was on me or how heavy it was influenced in me. But we are human beings, we grow up, we are always questioning things, myself included. I love questioning. I'm like, Mona, why is it right and not left? You get. And now when someone explains to me why it's right, I understand why it's right and not left. But when someone tells me it's left, I'm like, oh, so this is why it's left and not right. I'm someone who questions a lot. And so the more I became exposed to society, the more that I came to realize that there are a lot more things to question. The more I came to realize that there are a lot of things to question about my sexuality. And when you question about your sexuality, it makes you challenge your own religious beliefs. Because in your religion, in your religious beliefs, because I also grew up with people who are like, they will quote everything with the Bible. They will quote, they will quote everything that you say According, this is not according to the biblical doctrines. This is how you're supposed to live. You're supposed to live according to the biblical doctrines. You're supposed to do this according to the biblical doctrines. This is what the Bible states. This is how you're supposed to live. And so when I would question something that's like the complete opposite, like how, how I brought up the topic about masturbation. We're all human beings, we're all curious. I was also once curious about masturbation. How does it work? Um, what would actually make me feel like I just don't get why you would touch yourself. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Until I had to sit and have a conversation with someone. Yeah. And the person was like, explain to me why it makes sense they touch themselves. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, so good. That's your stuff, good. Well and good. So it took me having another discussion with someone. That maybe also that you end up now being more confused again. Because now the Bible has said this, you, you're telling me this. Okay. Let me just believe what I choose to believe. And I used to believe, I started now believing, questioning what the universe does. I started studying all those star signs and everything. Then I lost interest eventually. I just lost interest. I'm like, okay. It is what it is. So I don't care what you say. And I do. I am trying to see it from a perspective. Let me just say that I am not yet seeing it right. from a perspective, but I am trying to see it from a perspective. So, do you want to add on anything else? No, I, I stay clear of religion. Completely. But have you raised your kids to be on a faith? Like, have you raised them according to how you were raised or what has changed? Well, how I was raised was to think for myself, so I was never into religion. Yeah, you are, your family was very open then. Well, my dad always said, don't be sheep, because sheep just follow. So I've never been sheepish. Ah. I eat lamb, but I'm not one. You eat sheep. 
Huge sheep. Yeah, lamb, yes. It's amazing meat. People who eat red meat, I'm like... It's amazing. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of red meat. Humans have been eating red meat far longer than when they discovered vegetables. It's fact. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm just not a fan. I don't know why. I'm just not a fan of red meat. But you look like you like beef. You like, you love your red meat. I also like my white, but I like red meat. Okay. So, um, let us conclude this episode here. <laughs> because now if we go, yeah. we're going out to go to the, to the other episode. Okay. So I want to just keep the energy right. Conclusion for me is um, don't stress yourself with societal rules. Find your own path. If you, uh, if you want to poke holes, poke holes. I did it. But don't let beliefs become your struggle. You're probably struggling because you're better than that. Yeah. That's actually really nice. You should put that on a t-shirt. You're probably struggling because you're better than that. Yeah. That's nice. We can be wise. A very wise man. <laughs> no, it's because we're you know, with you and I, when we talk, there's a lot of banter. <laughs> yes, and banter is very important. Yeah. So I'm like, when you, when you say something serious, I'm like, oh, this guy can be serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're a vibe. such a vibe. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. Thank you. Maurice, thank you. You're very welcome. For coming again and again and again and again. I feel like as now I should make you my co-host to just split the royalties. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate. Yes, at this rate. I can see it happening. Yeah. But thank you so much. You're welcome. For coming.